Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the Gospel of Matthew, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't imagine that the majority of you in this room are on Facebook, and that's okay. So if you're not, let me just tell you that it's an online social media and social networking platform where you can be friends with real people and share all kinds of pictures, videos, whatever you want with all of those friends. It's like a virtual yearbook connecting with real people from all over the world. It's a way to stay in touch with people you never see or even people you see regularly. Anyway, like any major website, Facebook has advertisements that pop up for you that they want you to click on. Sometimes it's real businesses that cater to your needs, or sometimes it's what's known as clickbait, which is something with a catchy title designed to entice users to follow that link and read, view, or listen to that online content. I like brainless clickbait, or sometimes not-so-brainless clickbait. And ones that I see regularly pop up for me are quizzes. And one of them is titled something like, Can you name this movie by a single picture? They show you a picture and give you four options to test your skills. It's kind of fun. Therefore, I thought we would play this today. Except I'm not going to give you four options. I'm just going to show you four different movies, one at a time, using a single screenshot. And you tell me the movie. Okay? Here's the first, which you already saw on the previous slide, so I thought I'd include it. This movie is called Gladiator, the Academy Award winner for Best Picture in the Year 2000. That means almost 20 years ago. All right, let's go a little further back with this next one. This movie is called The Karate Kid. And you can no longer do the crane pose without thinking of this movie. The next movie came the year after The Karate Kid. This movie is called Back to the Future. And 30 years later, they finally made skateboard hoverboards and self-lacing sneakers. Our last movie needs no introduction. This movie is called Forrest Gump. And probably the most famous quote from this movie is, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Now, Another famous line from this movie goes something like this. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Today is Epiphany Sunday, a day where we celebrate smart men, wise men, who came from the East, who end up in Jerusalem after following a star, searching for the one who had been born King of the Jews, for they saw his star when it rose and came to worship him. King Herod called in the Sadducees, who were in charge of worship at the temple in Jerusalem, and the teachers of the law, who were the Jewish scholars of the law, professionally trained in the development, teaching, and application of the Old Testament law. 
He essentially gathers his wise men to find out where this king was to be born. And they end up in Micah chapter 5, which tells them that the Christ is to be born in Bethlehem. The prophecy from Micah, which had been given seven centuries earlier. These wise men then set out for Bethlehem, and the star they had seen goes before them and settles on the place where Jesus was. This is really the first part of the story. Wise men come from the east to Jerusalem to worship Jesus, who was the newborn king, and the star takes them to Bethlehem. Epiphany is timely because I'm leaving tomorrow. So you could say this not-so-wise man from the West is going to Jerusalem and to the place where Christ was born, Bethlehem. So I've been thinking about the journey the wise men made to the same place. It took them much longer than mine will, since my travel lasts a day, and theirs potentially lasted two years, since Herod later kills all the male children to and under born in Bethlehem because of the information the wise men had given him. As the wise men arrive at Bethlehem, five miles from Jerusalem, after their already long journey, they go into the house, see the child with his mother Mary, and they fall down and worship him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. This is the second part of the story. The wise men came and worshipped the child. They presented him with gifts, and then they leave and go back to their home country. We really don't know all that much about them besides that. Tradition will tell us that there were three of them. It gives them names, calls them kings, but we don't know any of that for sure. So we really can't proclaim those things with 100% confidence. But let's say for a second that they were actually kings, similar to King Herod. We know that King Herod said he wanted to know where Jesus was in order to worship him, but that was a lie since he ends up killing all the Bethlehem boys. The wise men, on the other hand, if they are kings, recognize the one true king, unlike Herod, and they worship him. While I don't think there are any kings in our midst today, and I've already told you that I'm a not-so-wise man, we have gathered together to worship that same one true king, the king of kings. And this story is a story that we hear every year. And it be can become the same story, different year, maybe even a little boring. Sometimes, worship can be like that too. Same Sunday, different year, maybe a little boring which makes it easy to not pay attention, to even doze off at times because it's nothing we haven't heard before. So for those who are still with me, let's talk a little about worship. The wise men didn't go to Bethlehem and worship Jesus because they were worthy enough to be in the presence of a king, even if they themselves were kings. They went to worship Jesus because he was worthy 
to be worshipped. As we gather together today and every Sunday in this place, we don't worship because we're worthy. We worship because He is worthy. And all we have to do to know this is take a look at the gifts Jesus was given by these wise men. Gold, which is pretty self-explanatory, since it's what kings wear and are given, but again highlights that they viewed Jesus as the one true king. Frankincense, fit for a priest, since it was during worship in the temple that this was used, symbolizing your prayers and praise rising to God as it's burned You can also think about how in these days, in order to receive the forgiveness of your sins, you had to bring an animal to be sacrificed in your place. The animal atoned for your sins. Your sins were placed on that animal, and then that animal paid the penalty for your sin. Death. Jesus made the priestly sacrifice of his body for us on the cross to atone for our sins. He was the perfect lamb whose blood was shed on our behalf. He died the death that we deserve. He paid the penalty for all of our sins to rescue us from death and damnation, to rescue us from hell. And because of Jesus' death and resurrection, he's the one who deserves our praise and worship. And we pray to him. Our prayers and praises rise to him. Myrrh, used in burial, symbolizing death. And it's Jesus' death and his subsequent resurrection that gives us life. Eternal life. These wise men presented him with these gifts because he was worthy to receive their praise and adoration and worship and worthy of receiving gifts. Christ is still worthy today, worthy to receive our praise and adoration and worship, and he is worthy to receive our thanks shown in offerings of thanksgiving. We also receive gifts when we come to worship as well. We receive the gift of faith given by the Holy Spirit through the word and through baptism. We receive the gift of forgiveness in the confession and absolution. We receive the gift of forgiveness and salvation in the sacraments, baptism, and the Lord's Supper by grace through faith. As we receive all of these gifts, not because we are worthy, but because Christ makes us worthy through his death and resurrection, we are then able to offer our lives as another gift to God and serve him with our treasures, our time, and our talents, and with our whole heart, body, soul, and mind, because the Holy Spirit is at work in us, in our lives of faith. I may not be a smart man, a wise man, But I know what God's love is, shown most clearly to us in Jesus Christ, the newborn king, the king who came not to sit on an earthly throne, but a king who came to lay down his earthly life by dying on the cross for the sins of the whole world, only to take it up again in his resurrection from the dead and reign on his heavenly throne 
Wise men, women, all people continue to worship him to this day, not because we are worthy to come into his presence, but because he is worthy of all our worship and praise. Amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.